You come at the king, you best not miss. You're now locked in the zone, zone 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Last week was the bye. This week is a game. We got some people in the house. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Grant. His name is Will. And we have a special guest. Came in through the back door. <laughs> Don't fall for this. Don't fall for this trick. Don't fall for this trick. I'm not going to let you disrespect our guest this way. I'm going to give her a proper intro. I'm going <laughs> to give her a proper intro. Um, so today we have a uh, Cleveland sports personality. She's a co-host of the Unsportsmanlike Conduct podcast uh, presented by FanDuel. She also uh, does content creation for FanDuel. See her on TikTok a lot. And uh, she also happens to be a biochemist, I believe. So we're going to get into a lot of life. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into a lot of science talk tonight. So that's really why we had you on here today. Um, So welcome to the show, Gab Beauty. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry that I am unfortunately a Cleveland Browns fan. Didn't ask for this. It just happened. Well, right. I mean, it wasn't this. It wasn't a mistake. It was um, it was forced, you know. Well, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be. Right. Yeah, and you, you're one of the few that that uh, that plays nice with with Ravens Twitter. So, uh, you know, we, we've been looking forward to interacting with you in, in any way we possibly could. So we were happy that you accepted our invitation. So, Gab, tell us a little bit about how you sort of like got into this, because like I mentioned, I've, I've seen you sort of like roast people back when they try and act like you're some idiot who just kind of like decided. I mean, to be like sometimes I am. Well, that that that's that's up to you to declare that, but um, right. Like, I mean, we all have our days, but for sure. I mean, Grant is Grant's basically every day. Days. Yeah. God, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how you ended up where you are right now, because that's kind of a a, a leap from biochemistry yeah, to uh, what you do now. Yeah. So I see there's like layers to this. So I went to school in Pittsburgh. So I've been I'm on you know a little AFC North tour here. Went to school right. in Pittsburgh, lived in Pittsburgh. I was working as a chemist at an aerospace company in Pittsburgh. And I would just post about sports for fun. Because, you know, we all like to go on the internet and post our freaking takes whenever our team does something good, bad, anybody does something. I would do that and make TikToks. I would post about it. People started following it. And I was just doing it just like a for fun thing. People started following. And then people started reaching out. They're like, if you ever thought about doing this for a job? And I was like, uh, no, not really. And then I did some sports content creation while like still working as a chemist for like six months. And then Fandle was like, we want you to do more. It's like, you know, that does sound really fun. Let's try it out. And it's been awesome ever since. So how old are you, Gab? I'm 26. Okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty a whirlwind uh, first half of your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. So now you're just full-time Fandle. Yes. Okay. So like, what does that entail? Are you, I mean, are you doing, cause I, I mean, FanDuel obviously they're with sports gambling becoming uh, legal, like in a new state every day at this point, um, are you doing gambling content? Or are you doing just mostly NFL, NBA, MLB? I do a little bit of gambling, not that much. They'll probably have me do a little bit more starting January because Ohio is okay. legal January 1st, but I mostly just do general sports. Content. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. What do you what do you like the best? Because I see you doing like man on the street stuff. That's my favorite thing to do. I love talking to the fans. I love going out to like the drunk fans and asking them questions that I know they're gonna like say something funny to. 
because I really like that's my favorite part going to different games interacting with different fan bases because we all have idiots we all have people that are funny um and we all just want our team to do well so yeah. right yeah well and so you know we've noticed that Cleveland Browns fans in particular I think you get along pretty well with Cavs fans and Indians fans but Browns fans no, you seem to have a you, can you I have like a tumultuous yeah oh, yeah you say whatever you want okay so like I get it though like I I see the shit that they say and I'm like you've been through some shit you are hurt the team has hurt you everybody makes fun of you I get why you're angry but like maybe look at yourself in the fucking mirror and realize that they're a joke Try that I see, one first. Yeah, I see you fighting with Browns fans more than anybody else. I love it. I love to argue with them. <laughs> yeah, favorite thing I mean, to do. Yeah, it's like the air in your lungs. Brutal, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just really... And I, again, I get it because I have suffered as well. But sometimes you just got to realize it's not going to work out. Yeah, toxic relationship. It's, you know, right. everybody's just got to get it out. They always suck you back in somehow. Yep, for sure. All right, well... Uh, you know, again, we really appreciate you coming on. And it's a it's probably that's a, a very interesting story for a lot of people who are sitting in jobs that they're like, this sucks, so, who spend all their time on Twitter and, uh, you know, think there could be a future in it. I mean, look, it, it, it worked out well for you. So maybe it can work out well for somebody else. Right. Yeah, definitely. I see people just like people blow up every single day for like the most random, random things, you know, like it can be anything. In any well, kind yeah. of like capacity, yeah. Like we got Ramey. All he does is just um, post like uh, like kissy faces at players, and now he's got thirty five thousand followers. You know, so it, it it's a different it's a different path for every every person. Ramey works for NASA now. I don't know if you knew that too. Is that real? Rocket. Yeah, rocket scientist. No, it's oh, not shit. fucking real. What the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> oh my god, this guy's going and getting his hair cut on on the internet. So yeah. I was gonna say, who knows. Um, yeah, All I was right. in between uh, programming rockets. <laughs> All right, Jake, what do you got for well, us? From, well, from programming rockets to programming a preview for Sunday's game, let's go ahead and shut the fuck up and get into it because I'm going to be nice. So the Ravens, coming off the bye week, get to play another, their third NFC South team in within the span of four weeks. And the Carolina Panthers, who as we know, have kind of had a bit of a tumultuous situation at quarterback. You had Darnold last year and P.J. Walker came in a little bit. Then some other guy got traded this offseason for pennies on the dollar and started a couple games and in place of all got hurt and P.J. Walker came back. And, and now this other quarterback is starting this week. I'm not going to mention his name because I'm going to let y'all dissect that. But Panthers come into this game with a – an offensive offense and a defense who has given up, who has had the most plays run against it in the entire league and gives up 4.5 yards per carry on the ground. So Drew, I'm going to start with you. Give me your keys and your thoughts on this matchup with the lowly Carolina Panthers. All right. So Lamar is 12 and 0 with uh, 27 touchdowns and six picks in games that he's favored by double digits. So I'm expecting a fairly big game out of Lamar this week. Um, Hopefully Gus is back. Mark Andrews is back. I feel like that'll uh, help the offense out a little bit. Maybe throw the ball to Benjamin Victor because I'm tired of seeing James Proche on the field. Uh, defensively, I just want David Ajabo to get, you know, like 10 sacks this week. That would be great. Been hyping him up since, uh, you know, we drafted him. I'm kind of tired of getting bullied over that. So That would McDonald shut the George Pickens people up. up so. Yeah, and fuck George Pickens, too. Fucking kid. <laughs> fuck off. Grant's favorite player. Fuck Sauce Gardner, too. He sucks. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of uh, – if we don't win by 14 points, I'm going to be kind of upset. Uh, Jerome Boger is the ref, supposedly, so – you know, maybe we don't win by 14 points because some phantom call. Uh, but what I really want to get into is Baker Mayfield starting for the uh, Panthers. We have Baker's number one fan on the podcast, so I was hoping Gavin would have a comment on that. See, now that's that's where the issues with the Browns fans started. Because I've been out on Baker Mayfield since the 20 – it was 2020 season – when he threw that pick six on the very first fucking throw of the game to Minka Fitzpatrick, and I was watching it with all Steelers fans, and I said, I can never go through this again. And guess what? I did multiple times. So he's awful. He's yeah, a very bad I mean, quarterback. Um, I can't say I, – I don't think I have anything nice to say about him. Thank I you for the playoff win. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Joe Burrow kind of sucks. So Stop I that. Like- Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback in the NFL. And – um. What am I supposed to say? Keys to the game? Oh, yeah, maybe I mean, like you know, just trash Baker. That's pretty much what yeah. It's trash Baker. Just, say, you know, say what you feel. This, you have an open open mic. Just you say whatever you want about Baker Mayfield right now. Well, they should have started him against the Bengals if we're being honest. Because for yeah, whatever reason, he kicks the shit out of the Bengals. Can't beat anybody else, but can beat the Bengals. Should have done that, and then that uh, you should never play another game in the NFL ever again. It's <laughs> the best I can just say about him. Specialist. Yeah, that's it. That's all, that's all you can do. Well, I thought two weeks ago they had him lining up as like the scout team defensive tackle. Did you guys see his headbutt video? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Post concussion. Right. Like, what What was that? Shannon Sharp. Did you did you hear what he said about that? No. He was, somebody asked what his opinion was, and he's like, he's irrelevant. I, he, he's too irrelevant to have an opinion about that. That's what he has to do to get attention right. at this point. Facts. That's right. Yeah, I, I am I happy that I don't have to see those fucking progressive commercials anymore because there's barely any of those. The Heisman House ones are crazy. Yeah, there's there's a new Heisman House one. That yeah, with the, the star of, Yeah, that's going to be his only income very soon. Right, no, he's going to be college football analyst soon. That's tr- probably right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he does have a statue? Oh. It looks looks like a different person, <laughs> but he has one. Man, that statue is awful. Yeah, so it matches his quarterback play, so that kind of makes sense. Grant, what do you have to say about uh, Carolina? I mean, we. Know, I mean, I, I defensively they got a couple guys I really like, Jeremy Chin and uh, Brian Burns. But Brian Burns, you know, Ravens fans were like, you know, throw a first, throw a first. We need a rusher. But we had everybody coming back. You know, Tyus Bowser was essentially coming back. Um, he had a great week last week. I think his style of play last week actually made Calais Campbell kind of stand out a little bit more and play a little bit better because um, he didn't have to do as much. Um, I don't think this is a game that, like, we really have to overanalyze in a sense. I mean, it's the NFL. I've seen worse things happen. Um, Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. Um, that'd be the worst thing ever if he came out and started dicing us up with oh, DJ man. Moore. But, God. Has he ever dice us up? I mean, what did we all expect in the Jets with the Jets-Bills? I mean, I thought the Bills were going to dog walk them. And, I mean, you just never know any given Sunday. Um, but – all in all, I mean, I think everybody's coming back. You know, I'm pretty sure Marcus Williams is coming back. Um, Jabba is going to be there. We're going to be fully loaded on defense. Everybody's healthy. Roquan Smith has just been that guy, you know, and you give him 10 days rest, he's coming in. Um, you know, I, I think that this is going to be another game where he takes another step forward. But I, I don't really see too much. Um, this is a game where you build confidence and want to start that run. Ravens have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. Um, don't mess it up. Agreed. And to your point, Drew, I mean, Baker, I guess you could say, lit us up in 2020, the Lamar taking a shit in the middle of the game. Yeah, that was a wild game. one. I mean, 
What were they down? I feel like that was right now. Four and five, just, something that was, like that. Yeah, but that was that was like a primetime game. They just won. You know, same thing as turning the lights off in the Super Bowl. We went into that uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy last week, so I feel like we got to bring yeah. up another one here. Yeah, we told you about that. They they went ahead and tripped the they went ahead and tripped the breaker. And Jed York called a called a first day apprentice and said, "Hey, put this wire between the black and the white and watch it go boom, so the lights can go out and my team can recover and almost come back to win." But that's that's a that's not my business. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's that. Actually, literally, that's literally your business. But you know that that is true. I mean, hey, man. Electricity. It's it's one of those things. Don't let Jake nerd <laughs> out on electricity talk. That that that's a, a great way to get listens on the podcast. Yeah. You see, you see, you, I done brought myself in there already, but it's all good. But anyway, yeah. So, who are we gonna see line up on DJ Moore because he's the only one who can hurt us on Marlon, offense. Marlon. You think you think it's Marlon? Gotta be, it's gotta be Marlon. I mean, I, I think that Terrace Marshall uh, lines up better with. Peters in terms of, you know, man-to-man physical at the line. And Marlon lines up better with DJ Moore. But, you know, Mike McDonald might start calling soft zones when we go up 14-0, you know, two minutes in. So True. Who True. knows at this point? Well, and, and you know, with Roquan, we're, 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 we looked very good at bottling up the run. Obviously, we held Kamara in, in check. Um, so we got to do the same thing with Foreman. He's, you know, he's – He's nothing to to take for granted, but he's he's had a couple of really good games. But we can't, you know, we just cannot let the Panthers get any traction. I think the main thing is bring the heat uh, with the pass rush, rotate those guys in. JPP, uh, I was a little confused why he only played seven snacks s- snaps. Apparently, he was um he was a little dinged up, so he's healthy now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a full pass rush rotation going. Get Ojabo a couple good snaps in there where he can, uh, you know, just get the rush of being in an NFL game and maybe who knows, maybe he get he gets in there and gets one too. I just want to have like three or four highlights of the job that I can just spam to Grant saying, this is the guy that we took over your buddy Pickens. It's not just Grant though. There's a lot of Ravens fans who. No, it's, it's only Grant. That's the only one that I care about. I, there's a lot. I've, I have my bookmarks ready. So all these people who have been uh, questioning that Ojabo pick since, uh, since April, um, are are going to get an earful if if he has a good game. You know, another guy who is going to hopefully get you know some decent run is Char- Charlie Kohler. So um, I've seen a lot of people who are still questioning why we picked him, and I think they forget that we picked him ahead of Isaiah Likely, who's already made an impact. Uh, we obviously the the pass game runs through the tight ends, so I don't understand this this idea that people have that where they're uh, already negative about Kohler having an impact. The guy rates pretty high. His, he has great hands. He's a great red zone threat. And we've been really bad uh, throwing the ball in That's the red zone. That's the only important part. We we can't score in the red zone. You have a six foot seven guy who catches everything thrown at him in the red zone. Like it's a no brainer. Well, and in week 11, adding another guy who can catch passes, who, who's shown an ability, even though it has been at the NFL level, obviously he's never taken a snap. It's okay to be optimistic that that guy's going to contribute. We have a bunch of fucking midgets playing wide receiver. So, I mean, you know, again, like we don't have red zone threats on the roster. We have Mark Andrews, we have Isaiah Likely, and now we have Kohler. And that's it. That's the only, those are the only people who catch passes that are over six feet tall. Gab, what do you think about the, the wide receiver depth in Baltimore? Please be as critical as possible. Yeah, fry them up. <laughs> it could be better. I mean, I mean, I love Lamar, but like, why would you not give him more to elevate what he's doing? Agreed. Right. 
If you have a wide receiver who's sold more butterfly t-shirts than he has career catches, is that a guy that you would want on the roster for the Browns? Well, I hate the Browns, so no, I wouldn't want him on there. Maybe I would. Maybe I would, because it'd be funny. What about a guy who had more penalty yards than receiving yards until oh, last week? Oh man. Yeah, see, like they're neat. I don't I don't I don't get it. Maybe try to get someone else. It's giving that's, Ke- that's Kevin St- <laughs> it's giving Kevin yeah, Stefanski we- with like the tight end vibes. So maybe James Prochet. Yeah, James Prochet. So how about we take Najoku from Cleveland and then you guys can have James Prochet? Well, see, now that doesn't sound like something I would enjoy, but I appreciate the offer. Yeah, no, that one, that one is, that one's, that one was a bit too far. You can have Dobbins though. No, it's okay. You You probably won't play. You have the Ohio State connection. I don't know. I feel like we already, we have Denzel Ward. That's fine. We got some Ohio State. I tried. Um, I have a Baker Mayfield stat to share with the group. Though. Oh, please share. Oh, okay. Yes. So please, please. his highest, his five highest passing yard games, four of them against the Ravens. Okay. It doesn't mean a win. Well, just are those, are, yeah. Are those games uh, blowout losses or are they win? Well, I don't think they won that many. I think they won. He, he beat us once, I think. Right. Maybe twice. 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 twice Cause he beat us that 12, nine game against Flacco. And then that uh, disgusting blowout week four of 2019. Right. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, when we talk about when we talk about the Ravens, when I talk about the Ravens, obviously I've been a fan for a long time. But when I talk about this Ravens team, I don't take into account any game that Lamar Jackson wasn't the starter. Does it does does not factor into my assessment? I'm actually going to put something up on the screen for you, Gab, and I want to get your opinion on this. So, what do you think of the Ravens uniforms? I like their uniforms. Okay. What what pants color do you think is the best? Well, I, am I going to have to say purple? No, I want your honest <laughs> opinion. You don't have to. If you say if you say white will kick you out. No, I'd like I like the black on black ones. Okay. That's I mean that's I got no problem with that. What do you think of the purple pants? I like purple. Okay. What do you think about on the screen right now the red numbers? Uh white pants don't wear. Okay. Right. That's the correct answer. All right. So part of when we do these, uh, these game previews, we, we all do like a, uh, a score prediction. So we can't predict the score until we predicted the pants color or the, the, the full uniform. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because obviously we have this, we have the numbers here. So, uh, I'm going to do my uniform prediction. I'm the only one who does the uniform predictions. Uh, and then we, we go off that, but when we have a guest, we have the guest also predict the uniform. So I'm going to predict, obviously we're going to wear purple jerseys or we're going to wear black jerseys. We're not wearing white jerseys at home. So I think we're going to go with purple jerseys, black pants this week. That's my prediction. And if we do that, that's a four and O record. So we can't go wrong there, but I want to get your prediction. I mean, obviously the, the standard home look is purple jerseys, white pants, it's not okay. the worst thing in the world. If you look, it's 62%, but I'm hoping we don't do that. But what do you think we're going to do? So we don't ever do black jersey, purple pants. That's not like a, that's not a main one. That's, it's it's rare. It's, it's one of my favorites, but it's very time. rare. So that's a prime yeah. time. Okay. So we can't do that one. Got it. I don't even know that I would say it is a prime time. I think we have worn it one time, not in prime time. It's, it's on the table for sure. That's, that's what I'm going twice. with. It was the afternoon game. 2018 against the Cleveland Browns. When yep, going with that one, Baker, sold me. You okay. sold yep. me. All right. Yep. Baker threw that game losing pick to CJ Mosley, and then no, what a loser. Game against the Colts. Yep. 
Those are the two times. Best uniform combination yeah. style-wise and look-wise, by the way. I'm just saying that. That's what I'm going black, with. Black is better, but, but uh, black purple is good. I like it. All right. So, Gab, you're going black purple. Yes. And I'm going purple black. So either way, we're we're both going with the undefeated uh, uniform combination. So I like that. All right. So with that in mind, then I think we should all do our our score predictions because I I think you know like like Grant said, like Drew said, there's not a whole lot of analysis that goes into this game. The Ravens should win this game fairly easily. Um, it's a 12 and a half point spread for a reason. I don't know what it is on on Fanduel's uh, board, but it's probably around there. And I I wouldn't even I wouldn't doubt it goes it goes even higher by the time we get to game time. Like a 13 and a half point spread is not out of the question. Yeah, it opened at 11. So okay. it's been moving. It's been moving towards the Ravens. So Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, um, why don't we start with Grant with a score prediction? So I'm thinking that it's going to be a more clock control game. I think this is a game where, you know, we have people coming back healthy on defense. Defense kind of controls the game. I don't really see the Panthers moving the ball a whole lot. Um, so I'm going to say 24 to 13 Baltimore. Um, I think that it's going to be a couple early scores. I think we might score like opening drive. Um, I think it, Panthers are going to score a majority of their points in the second half. Um, just got to contain DJ Moore pretty much, but I think Foreman's going to have a big game. Like, so, you know, and all of like FanDuel and fantasy lineups, I would, I would definitely look at Foreman because I think that they're going to rely on him heavy early. Yeah. Cause you have Mr. Game manager. That's it. Can't rely on him. No, nah. I mean I think I think he has a couple turnovers for sure. Yeah, that, yeah. Kyle Hamilton pick six would be great. Yeah, I like that. Right, I'd be a fan of that. That that needs to happen soon. Who wants to put their their prediction on the on the uh, on the record next? Happily, so I called the game. I called the score exactly right with the pants combination against the Saints. Not to two mile and horn because I was reminded by that by Drew, and he asked me for the lotto numbers, and I was wrong on that. It's all good. Dead clock's right twice. I can't retire now. Exactly. Neither can I. It's all good. I got to go play more wires tomorrow. But anywho, so I agree with Will. I think we're going purple and black. And if we go purple and black, I'm going to say the final score is going to be 28 to 10. I think it's going to be a comfortable win. The only way I will renege on that score prediction is if we go white pants. If we go white pants, I think it might be closer, like a 27-17 kind of thing, maybe 27-20, because white pants are cursed. Obviously, Icy throws everything for a loop, and we'll never do that at home in November. So I'm thinking it's going to be purple jerseys, black pants like Will, and I'm going 28 to 10. Okay. Pretty di- pretty dominant win. Yeah. Drew? I'm going to say 31-7. Uh, my tickets to- sold for 317 bucks, so that's what I'm, I'm going to go with. It. That's that's a sign there. So Respectable, and that's a cover. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the most important part. You know, great team, good teams win. Great teams cover the spread. So, yeah. What do you got? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go ridiculous here. Okay, now we all saw what Joe Mixon did, right? Yep. Fuck him. Yes. It's gonna be. There we go. Forty-five to thirteen, six Lamar touchdowns. Because fuck Joe Mixon. There yeah. we go. That's what I, I got. like it. I like you it. and I are in lockstep because my score prediction: forty-five seventeen. There we go. We perfect. This is, the stars have aligned here. So 45-13, Gab, 45-17, Will. Okay. Only question I have, the six Lamar touchdowns, is it combined through the air and on the ground, or is it? No, just him running. 
just him running to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I like that. No, that is a wild. That is a wild prediction. Right, but like you know, and six touchdowns total this week. So hey, let's let's go. Yeah, okay. I would I'm happily in. take that. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, so um, Drew, I know you had a theory about something that that could be coming up here based on a transaction that occurred today that you wanted to put on the record. So is Amari Rogers going to be active on Sunday is really my only question. He is a foregone conclusion as a Raven. Um, I mean, he checks all the boxes midget. He's five foot nine. So that that's right. in EDC's wheelhouse. He's fast right in EDC's wheelhouse. He has no pro experience, you know, or little pro experience. And he has problems catching the ball again, right in the Ravens wheelhouse. And his dad's our wide receiver coach. So that's never. Oh yeah. So that's that, the that, one that, yeah, you got it. Is he is he the wide receiver coach or the 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 pass game co- uh, coordinator? It's T Martin is his dad, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it Keith Williams? I don't know. He's got a different last name than his dad, so it throws me off. I'm I always sure it's, it's, I always uh, forget which role the two are in because they got hired basically at the exact same time. To, to... Yeah. So Keith, Keith Williams is the pass game coordinator. T Martin is the wide receiver coach. Okay. So I'm pretty sure T Martin is his dad. So again, it's like, definitely T Martin is his dad for sure. Yeah, so it, it's really no question to me if if he's a Raven or not. It's really uh, do we claim him off waivers and get him tomorrow, or do we wait till he gets free agency and we sign him on Thursday? And then if we sign him on Thursday, is he active on Sunday? That's that's the real question for me. Um, I mean, there there is no doubt in my like I, I saw that come across. And I was like, okay, so he's a Raven. Like, there's no nobody else is going to take him because he's been terrible this year. So if we do get him though, how many touchdowns does he score on Sunday? Is that part of Gab's six touchdown day? Well, then maybe three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is it three through the air, three three, three on the ground? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if somebody has Greg Roman's ear, then I feel like Amari Rodgers has a couple touchdowns coming. But So the know. real question is, when we sign Rodgers, then who do we cut so we can sign Odell? We need room for him. Oh, God. James Proche, get out. We need room for him now, though. Who who are we going to clear the space with to, to sign Rodgers to the, the, uh, the main roster? Well... I'm now not convinced that Andy Isabella is actually a real person. Um, you know, there has been no mention of him on, you know, any kind of practice squad call-ups, anything. So I feel like he's got to be gone. Again, you just change out one fast midget for another. <laughs> so I feel like we're good in that. Uh, you know, and then you get James Prochet off the Axe roster. And then you get rid of Tylon Wallace to bring in um, Odell, and then we're good to go. Okay. I mean, it seems like you have the all the roster moves covered there, so – I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with signing. I'm fine with adding any wide receiver at this point. Anybody who becomes available, I mean, we can't trade for anyone. We clearly could use something. We don't know what we're getting in Rodgers. At least, you know, there's some familiarity with him being related to the the wide receivers coach. So I don't. I, I'm fine with it. It's if it doesn't work out, who cares? If it does work out, then that's great. I don't see why there would be any downside to it. What do you think, Grant? What happens with Brandon Cooks in Houston? Do you think that that relationship's so sour that they may – I mean, what's the dead cap on that? It's too year? big. I mean, they can't walk away. I think they hold on to him only because I think they can get something for him in the offseason. It's not going to be much. And they're but... a pretty spiteful franchise too. So, um, But at the same time, I mean, you have to make the Odell thing happen. I think it's just a perfect fit. Um, you know, the routes that he's successful at are a strength in Lamar's strength, you know, even Roman's offense. I mean, a lot of crossing routes, you know, just let Lamar get out of the pocket, let let him use his speed across the field, a lot of man-on-man coverage, zero coverage, you know, 
try to stick with Odell across the field. Good luck on that. A lot um, of scramble but, drill. He's good yeah, at that. I mean, he's he's excellent at that stuff, and he's sure-handed. I mean, he's got great hands. We all know that. Um, and I, I don't think he's another situation where I don't think he's going to have to do too much. And, you know, I think it's a good, like, maybe a prove-it deal, you know, like a five-game rental. Um, you know, whatever it is, I'm not, I don't think he comes back for another two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Um, but you know, I, I think he's looking for a playoff team. I don't think those teams that came out, I think that was just like a, uh, like a just a subjective list because I mean, I, I think no, it was just, uh, you know, they were talking about the other teams he was considering besides Baltimore. He, he's a Raven. I'm not, I'm not going to back off of that. You have, so. to, I mean, you have to make a hard push because the thing that pisses me off too is we're also known as the almosts. So like, you know, oh, we almost got DeAndre Hopkins, you know, we've almost gotten all these big name receivers and not saying that like you need to make it happen. But at the same time, what was the difference maker, a fifth rounder, six rounder, like make the move. And I've, yeah. you guys have heard me. I've always been on the train of a proven player over a draft pick. And when you're a playoff team that consistently picks between 20 and 32, you're not going to find anybody 20 or 32 that's more successful than a DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, somebody at that level. I just think sometimes Eric OEDC, um, I think he values the mid-rounders just way too much, and even draft picks in general. Gab, have you, have you heard anything about, about Odell, Gab? No, I got nothing. I don't. I could see that man just not playing football. He, he, he could do whatever he wants. Right, like point. he's just – he's suing Nike. He's living it up. He just turned 30, had a birthday party. Justin Bieber was there walking around shirtless and taking pictures with Kendall Jenner. Like he's – does he really need football? Pretty good no. life, yeah. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Like, if he said, I don't really want to, he'd be like, oh, okay, because you already have, like, a big enough brand to just do anything. He already right. lost your Bitcoin contract, so. Yeah, that thing's gone. Right. It's in Argentina him, with the with the FTX guy. I can just see him just maybe saying, I don't really feel like it. But he could help a lot of teams. Yeah, could, for sure. So, yeah, I, I presented the case last week for – why he would make any decision. And, it, you know, it happened to be that my theory led him to coming to Baltimore. But my theory is that he's not going to sign with any team that is going to play a majority of their games on artificial turf because right. he, he was so outspoken about that, that. Yeah. So the Ravens have uh, now they have eight games left and the first seven games are all on grass. The eighth game is against the Bengals. They have a, they have a uh, artificial turf. And by that game, the Ravens probably should have the, the, the division locked up. So that was my, my working theory was if, if he's going to sign with a contender, the Ravens present the lowest risk of injury because of the field surface they would be playing on. Um, the other teams like the bills, for example, yeah, all, it's, eight, uh, yeah. Yeah, all eight of their games are in uh, dangerous conditions. Um, so, uh, I think the the two teams that had a close enough, like a, a they were comparable, not not nearly as good as us, but uh, in terms of the playing surfaces, were the Chiefs and the Dolphins. So everyone keeps saying the Cowboys, but I think Jerry Jones just went on the radio and made that up. Oh, for sure, and uh, the Cowboys have turf too, and and they play Washington and and they in have a New bad York. quarterback, right. No, that too. I'm you're you're making some good points tonight. I've always been offended when people talk about Dak in the same sentence as Lamar. Yeah, like, give it a break. Yeah. We're seeing it happen this week, though, with uh, with Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is playing great, but the mm-hmm. minute a black quarterback starts playing well, they start comparing him to Lamar right, Jackson. Right, like, why it's can't crazy. you just let him be good also? Like, yeah, they're not really similar players just because they run the ball. He also hasn't been that good. Yeah, the first part of the season was not good. 
Well, and even the last, you know, three or four games, he's thrown, you know, eight touchdowns and only two interceptions and has like five rushing touchdowns. He's only averaging like 140 yards passing a game. He's averaging basically the same amount rushing. Like, I mean, fine. Like, I hate Ohio State, so I hope he fails. But, um, you know, honestly, like, he's really not that good. He's fine. I think that if they want to take their team to the next level, they should hire Greg Roman. But that's not even that. Well, that's not even hyperbole. Like, if they if they hire Greg Roman, Justin Fields will take a step forward. Now, the question is, just like it was with Lamar, and this is this is like the point to make with Justin Fields right now. Like you said, he's throwing for like 140 yards a game, and he's running for 150 yards a game. So, like that is an unsustainable model. That's not going to continue. He's not going to run for 150 yards a game. Well, it'll continue when they're losing every game by two scores and he's running against prevent defenses in the fourth quarter. Like he's one in three in the last four games. That is something that can be game planned against over time. It's not something that that can happen game after game after game. If that were the case, Michael Vick would have would be the leading rusher in the history of the NFL. So that is not something that that is a model for success. Like sustained over time, but they're very smart for doing it right now. Just like the Ravens, when they switched from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson, they used this very simplified playbook and Lamar did a lot of running and the pass play, the, all the, the passing concepts were super simple because it was a midseason switch. It was a playbook that was designed for Joe Flacco and it was just putting Lamar in a position where he could succeed and they could ma- take full advantage of his raw athletic talent. So then when we saw the changeover to 2019 from 2018, it was a completely different playbook and Lamar exploded and was a a complete player. So they're going to need to do something like that with Justin Fields right now saying Justin Fields is better than Lamar Jackson is ridiculous. I mean, it's one of the more preposterous things that have been put out there that Drew Garrison, idiot Bengals fan, put it out there. There's been a couple of people who have done it and it's obviously just for engagement purposes. They're saying his ceiling is higher than Lamar Jackson's. I don't know that there's any player in the history of the NFL whose ceiling is higher than Lamar Jackson's ceiling. I don't think we've even seen it yet. No. So. And back to like the Bears and Roman thing. I mean, that's actually a really good fit if you think about it. So if we want to dump him, I mean, I think that's a great, you know, you got an athletic quarterback that has a strong arm. You have two good running backs and Herbert and Montgomery. Uh, you have a big athletic tight end, good hands, Cole Komet. You got the speedy receiver and Mooney, and then you have the big physical receiver and Claypool now. So, I mean, go ahead, man. Roman, I think the grass is greener, bud. Take a ride. Well, I feel like it's like a wink situation this past offseason where it was like a mutual parting thing. So, everybody can – we can end the relationship and everybody's on good terms. Roman can move on to a situation where he's going to be successful. You know, he's always good at the beginning of his tenure. So – uh I think it it would work out well for everybody. And then we can sort of take the next step. Lamar needs some progression in the way the plays are called, whether it be someone internally or we get uh, somebody from the outside. Yeah. But another year of Roman, no matter how this season ends, even if we run off with, uh, you know, we win all eight of these games, we go to we go to the Super Bowl, win that. I still don't think Roman stays. I think he walks away. It's like his like that's his crowning moment. He did it. He was here for he was here for four years. He took Lamar Jackson from the guy we saw in 2018 who looked like completely outmatched in that playoff game against the uh, the Chargers, um, who people said like couldn't read a defense, didn't understand a playbook, to a unanimous MVP Super Bowl winner. That's like Greg Roman can't do any more if, if that happens. And either way, I don't think – I don't see him being here next year. And so Justin Fields gives me like early on Cam Newton vibes. Like he's – 
he's a faster he's a faster runner and better vision but like the physicality that he wants to run with like he runs with physicality and he's bigger with a big arm so i I mean, not saying he is going to be MVP Cam Newton, but he gives me like ceiling wise a lot of those early on Cam Newton vibes. You think his dad? You think his dad got five hundred thousand dollars from the transfer from Georgia to Ohio State, or were you stopping the Cam Newton comparisons at um, just you know physical play? Well, now maybe he did throw a laptop out the window. I mean, it doesn't matter now, but <laughs> that could could you know never know. Yeah, I, I love I love Justin Fields. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. But I just think it's silly when they do the comparisons immediately, and it's and it's la- really lazy because every time a black quarterback succeeds and uh, when he does it by running the ball immediately, it's like there's got to be a comparison to Lamar Jackson. Why? It's it's totally lazy. I made this point. Uh, Taylor Heineke runs the ball five times a game. Um, who else? Uh, Josh Allen. He runs. Well, Josh Daniel Allen, Daniel obviously. Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones runs a lot. Daniel Jones and. Um, God, I can't remember. I'm blanking. Uh, the Jaguars quarterback, long hair. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Why am I forgetting this? Trevor Lawrence runs the ball just as much as Taylor Heineke does. These are in in this era. If you know a young quarterback runs the ball, so Mahomes why don't we compare? Why don't we compare those guys to Lamar Jackson? You don't. I mean, Mahomes. I mean, you hear about his arm and stuff all the time, but I mean, he runs more than Lamar, I would assume. And the way that his style of play in the backfield is, he takes worse hits. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Gab, we have something that we need to bring to the forefront of this podcast. One of your friends has offended us for now for three years. He told us he told everyone he was going to eat those fucking napkins and the napkins have not been eaten. When is this going to happen? When are you going to hold him accountable? Well, I mean, he's done everything else, I guess, to this point that he could you do. Jumped in, you jumped in a lake with him. I yeah. Mean, you, you forced him to do that. Why can't you just like go to his house and force him? How to many napkins, napkins does he need to eat? Well, he said he would eat one napkin for every point that the Ravens won by, and we won 38 to 6. So um, 32 napkins. 32. Is that safe like, to do? Napkins. Now, I would be willing to, I'd be willing to let him off the hook for the 32 napkins. If he would, if we could come to an agreement on a lesser number, but I need to see him eat those napkins. I'll tell him. I mean, that's really the issue is that he just has eaten zero napkins after a promising. What about one? Is one fine? We could start at one. We could start at one. Maybe he'll like it. You know, these new napkins are like these recycled, uh, sustainable products. Yeah, some plant stuff. Yeah, they probably just disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. Would we allow him to put any kind of dressing on these dry? We have a Ravens fan though. Who's a, who's a buddy of ours who is kind of in a similar situation. So um, in the lead up to the draft, there was a lot of talk of like, man, it would be great if we could get Kyle Hamilton, but it was kind of a pipe dream because everybody thought he was going top five. Right. Some genius tweeted in that um, Kyle Hamilton might fall to 14 because safety tend to fall. I don't remember who that was, but that person's really smart. I wish it was a smart them. Multiple college degrees, Gab, just like you. Yeah. He's very, very smart. Genius. Yeah. yeah. So, well done, sir. So this this guy said if we if we if Kyle Hamilton falls to us, that he would jump in the inner harbor. That Still has hasn't happened. done it. Oh come on, that's easy. He claims it's dirty. Last week somebody put a, a oh, video out. So Gab, Gab is a biochemist. We can have her test the water. Yeah, are you gonna be fine. in Baltimore? That's, are you gonna be in Baltimore? Fine. Are you coming to the game? 
the I'm game looking. is in Cleveland. So oh shit! That, yeah, we already that, had. It. So yeah. next year, how about this? If he hasn't done it, you by know, next year. I was gonna go. I was gonna go to the game. It's for the best that I did it. Yeah, I mean, I was. It was uh, not a fun. Game I was to gonna watch. go. I was, so I was supposed to get tickets. Tickets didn't happen. Didn't go. Okay, so here's what we need to do. If Brian hasn't jumped in the harbor by next year, I want. We will meet you at the inner harbor, and we throw him in. Well, oh, first we'll have okay. you do some sort of scientific testing of the water, okay? Just to make sure it's safe before we assault him. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. you could bring some bullshit pH test. He's not going to be able to read it, so you can just like <laughs> fake it and like shake it up a little bit and like say, "Yeah, this is good." <laughs> you still have a lab coat from your other job, because then you can just wear the lab coat and I just like put your finger in the water goggles. and say, "You know, perfect." Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, yeah, that's official. That's official. We need some sort of scientific credentials. So goggles, that works for me. So we'll meet you there. We'll set the whole thing up. You can give the all clear for Brian to go in. No harm will be done to him. And he fulfills his promise. Yeah, I'm in. All right, cool. All right. That's a virtual handshake on that. All right. So lastly, you know, you've you've already told us that, you know, it's kind of a love-hate relationship you have with with the Browns and especially with Browns fans. I know you've flirted with sort of abandoning the the franchise at times. Uh, obviously, you know, some, we're not going to get into it, but some uh, questionable decision-making by the, the organization that has uh, kind of alienated uh, a lot of fans, especially female fans. But um, so you've kind of flirted with switching over to being a Bills fan. We don't want to see that happen. We don't want to see that happen. We, we are extending an open invitation for you. Now, see, I hear what you're saying, you know, and um, I appreciate it. You know, I really I really do like the Ravens. I like everything that's going on. I love to love them from afar, but I don't know if I can defend myself for that long if that would ever happen. The cyberbullying would be beyond compare. It's an open invitation. Will and, I, Will and I are very good at Twitter defense. We're yeah. very good at fighting people on the Internet. So just, you know, our services are available if you do decide to uh, switch Thank you. teams. Yep. What I will say, though, is on December 4th, when that fucking sex pest takes the field, I will not be watching. I will be at the Bengals Chiefs game. OK, that's a that's a that's a, a an honorable boycott. So we can Great. support that. But and the Chiefs will beat the stupid Bengals. There we go. Hopefully. Can I yeah. ask you guys a question? Before yeah, of course. Time? Of course. Have you guys see I'm on like a Bengals hate train right now. Like, it's oh, God, I hate we love this. Yeah. Um, Have you seen like. Over the last year, just like an influx of their takes are so shitty. Everything the Gab, the worst, the worst of all. There's a German fellow that Will and I both have a lot of hatred for who um, shares some very outdated views with uh, other German figure that we won't name on the podcast because we'll get canceled for it. Do you but, know who uh, we're talking about? Yeah. You don't know who we're talking about? The German tiger? You know this guy? Uh, yes, I think I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I do. He is the absolute worst. But he, he's the, he is the worst of the worst. That, that, him and that um who's the one that blocked me zim 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 well he's getting packed up right now for a very bad tweet which one oh zim is yeah he put a photo of shazier on the stretcher getting cut off the field i'm like that's not cool like i don't care i don't care what you're trying to do or defend just maybe don't you don't have to go there no and he's had a rough week all around and also when when uh the Bengals were in baltimore he was talking all sorts of shit um and somebody called him out 
I think somebody like sniped him at the uh, at the game. Sent a picture. No, he he filmed himself, and he was wearing zero Bengals gear. And then he walks out talking this shit of you know no no Ravens fans talk shit to me, but you know we lost. Well, that could be why. And, yeah. Well, right. no. And then I responded. I called him a pussy, and then he blocked me immediately. But you know that's that's pretty uh, typical interaction for me on the internet. But um, yeah. I mean that they are they they came out of nowhere too. Like nobody was a proud Bengals fan until last year. Yeah, like they they couldn't even sell season tickets. Uh, they we still went, can't, as far as I'm we aware. went uh, one in thirty one. You know, season ticket wait list still ten years. Yeah, I, I mean that's fucking that's pathetic. I respect it about Browns fans though. I mean, like we will show what, up. You know, we yeah, will show, we'll up. show up. I don't know what's gonna happen when we show up, but we'll be there. <laughs> that Zim guy this week said something like um, to to a Ravens fan said. Uh, it must have hurt to finish in fourth place. And then I quote tweeted him and reminded him that they finished in fourth place the three years prior to last year. You right. can't like, talk that like... shit. I mean, like you're, you've, you showed up for one year this year. They, They're they, just okay. got, they limped through the, the easy part of their schedule. They're, the hard part of their schedule is coming up. So I think uh, a, an, a Bengals columnist actually predicted that the Ravens would win this division by three games. Well, I tweeted, I tweeted so long ago, literally like last February, I said, I would put two months worth of rent on the Ravens winning the division. And they did not like that one. They, they did not want to buy into the Ravens injuries last year. They said that's an excuse, but it was like, they're the most historic, it's like the most historic, uh, you know, injury riddled season of all time. It's, it's not even to, to deny that that was a factor is crazy. After we beat them the first time, their excuse was that T Higgins got hurt during the game. Well, the Browns were pretty injured last year too, if I remember correctly. I don't think they were as bad as us, but they were. Yeah, pretty, there was some know. injuries. Yeah, and then the Steelers had Roethlisberger, a quarterback who was, you know, basically just like a corpse at that point. So uh, they 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 won an easy division. Ryan Tannehill handed them that playoff game. I just I don't understand why Bengals fans feel the need to come out of the woodwork after one year and talk like they've been this, you know, cream of the AFC North for years. They're, they're a joke. So. Well, there's a reason for all this, Drew. And we, we, we all know it. And I've said it repeatedly. Fucking someone's sister, I would imagine, or fucking your own sister, I would imagine would cloud your judgment. And Skyline Chili is scum of the earth, dirt food. Like just get some fucking tomatoes and make yourself a red sauce, man. It's all good. Don't eat Skyline Chili. And don't make it your regional dish. That's that's the only thing they have to brag about. Okay, listen, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio can suck, but that freaking skyline that's an brings us down. That's it brings the state down a lot. <laughs> I, yes. I've been to Cleveland and I've been to Cincinnati, and Cleveland is ten times better of a city than Cincinnati. Wow, Cleveland's not you. like a nice place at all. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's Cincinnati. I would never go back there. There's nothing. There's no redeeming quality. Cincinnati is Kentucky. But yeah, you can yeah. walk yes, and you're in literally. Kentucky. Literally, yeah, it's an airport. Yeah, it's yeah. Kentucky, and and that's where these people are coming from. These like these Bengals fans coming out of the woodwork. They're coming out of yeah, like, it's a it's an experience. I went to my first ever and, yeah they're Bengals just, game this season. It was no no. Nope. You must have been able to move down pretty low though, right? I mean, what there was saying? no nobody in the. You must have been able to move down pretty low. I'm sure that there were nobody sitting. You know, like yeah, down I was, low I was surrounded by all Dolphins fans. Yeah, it's right. Uh, I don't I don't understand why they decide that you know this year's the year to talk on twitter but they're just they're not an intelligent fan base i've never i've never liked Bengals fans this is just like they've become a different level of annoying at this point yeah i, I think agree. before this year 
we would all agree that Browns fans and Steelers fans, uh, and when I say we all, I mean us Ravens fans, would agree that Browns and Ravens, or Browns and Steelers Twitter were sort of like tied for the most annoying fans uh, in, in the division. Oh, man, I hated Steelers so much, but now I don't even see anything. No, the, the elite, they, they completely understand they have no room to talk right now, except for that one guy, that reply guy, that Pickensburg guy. That guy's so fucking annoying. But... um. But now it's like the entire division now is we're all we're all on the same level here. Fuck Cincinnati Bengals fans. Fuck the Bengals. We, we are all just like holding hands, praying on their downfall. If they yeah. go, if they 100%. go under 500 this year. Oh, my God. It's going to be a beautiful I have a season. bet on their win total under and for them to not make the playoffs. They're probably going to make the playoffs, but. <laughs> You never know at the back end of the AFC. It's it's a weird like right now the the Bills are in a, a wild card spot. AFC has three teams in right now. I mean they have yeah. the Jets, Bills, and uh, Dolphins. So I feel like the Bengals are going to kind of be the odd man out at the end of the year. It, it very well could I'd happen. Love to see it. So speaking of fans and Twitter, so the Ravens fan base has we have the Purple Patrol, which is the overly optimistic. No front office can never do right or never do wrong. Players can never do wrong. And then we have the realists that call bullshit bullshit, and they're known as the Legion of Gloom. No, 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 no. No, those are the Legion of Gloom. The Legion of Gloom is a separate entity. There's the real people in the middle, and there's a Legion of Gloom, and then there's the Purple Patrol. Is there like beef like that within the Browns fan base? Yeah, we have the Baker Bros. I don't. They're not the Baker Bros anymore, but like they are the Baker Bros still. Like you just know, man, they were. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a there's like a a, a faction of of Watson people too right now. Yeah, but I don't think they're as loud anymore. No, they can't be. But they were yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. They were, they were while, but you don't really we don't the, really see yeah, much. Yeah, the ones who claim like uh, it's it's a money grab. Like oh yeah, because oh you know t- there's there's just a coordinated effort by 26 women who don't know each other to, to right yeah. That makes sense. Can you find me 26 people in public that agree on anything, like 100%? No. I just don't think it's possible. Mm-mm. I mean, I, you know, it's just, regardless, I don't think that anybody is like Raven Sutter. I think we're the most toxic, idiotic individuals on the internet. It would be nice to find out that we're not. It'd be, it would be nice to find out that that's just how it is in you every You think single- that you guys are the most toxic? It feels that way, but we're in no, it. No way. I think that I think Cleveland beats everybody in every category. <laughs> if we're gonna win in something, we're gonna win in that. The toxicity. <laughs> yeah. We'll win at the tailgates and we'll win on Twitter. We won't win on the field, but yeah, <laughs> we got it. So uh, you're you mean in the division or in general? General. I think Cleveland fans are ridiculous. You think they win the tailgate no, or the actually, fans? you know who I would say would be the worst fan base? Are you guys baseball fans? Yeah. Yes. Or do, is anybody a Yankees fan? No, no, no. I'm a Red Sox fan. So I hate the Yankees. I'm I'm here for the Yankees. Linda. I would put Yankees at the top. I would put Patriots up there with them. I, I agree with you, hundred percent. Patriots fans, Patriots fans. Man, I just they didn't they live exist in, until two thousand one. So they live in delusion. They do. Yeah, they live in delusion. I live here. I, I live here. I, oh, I live man. with them on a daily basis. So I trust me. I know they're uh, they're a fucking different breed of stupid. So. That is that's a verified take right there because I'm with you. Yankees and Patriots fans are among the worst people in the world. Um, as far as like Twitter toxicity, I think it, it's a you know it's, that's a different animal because I mean obviously Patriots fans are annoying no matter where you encounter them, but you tend to 
find them just like everywhere in real everywhere. life. Everywhere, literally yeah, it, everywhere. It's they're like cockroaches. It's it's I disgusting. Like... Patriots, Alabama, the, the, the yeah. Patriots, Alabama, Yankees, and Ohio Lakers State's kind of bad. Yeah, I agree. Ohio, Ohio State is terrible. Probably the worst team in college football. Yeah, yeah that that's a disease sometimes. And I've lived in Columbus, so uh, yeah, bad. Absolutely no bias in my take there, but I I can't stand Ohio State. No, no bias coming from the Mason Blue fan over here, which is no, all right. Definitely, definitely not. Gab, do you have a college team? No, I mean, like I I grew up watching Ohio State my whole life, but their fans make me hate them. I like to watch them; they're fun, you know, okay. fun to watch. But their fans are so freaking annoying. I don't yeah. don't have a college team. I don't really like I'm college married, football. I'm married to one of them, so trust me. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like college football, and I try, but I feel like most of the games are just. Hmm. Well, it's hard when you're when you're so invested on Sunday. It's uh, it's hard to 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 keep the energy up for Saturday too. Right. Um. But can I add one more thing about the Browns? Yeah. Why I think their fan base. See, I think our fan base is the most toxic because we will literally go to war with our media members, our players. Our players will tweet at us. We'll tweet at them. The media will tweet at us. The media will tweet at the players. The players will tweet back, and then articles, articles, articles. Everything blows up. It's terrible. I would absolutely never attack a Ravens media member. So you know. <laughs> Like not, it's not, just none, bad. None it is yeah. bad. Verified, <laughs> Ver- verified analysts from you know that are uh, potentially Ravens fans who used to work for USA Today. I would never attack them <laughs> ever. Still, and then we have like media report. We have like reporters hanging out with the players and then talking shit about the other players. And I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking nasty nightmare that I cannot get out of. The Baker. The Baker. Uh, what's her name? Mary Kay Cabot. Yeah, that, yeah. That feud was pretty crazy. He was such an idiot. He said, "I'm not your puppet." Two months later, off the team. Yeah, she well, was. I guess dead, she, she was a hundred percent right on everything she said. Well, I knew he wasn't coming back ever since the Lions game last year. Let me tell you how I knew. This is my favorite story to tell. I don't think I'm allowed to tell it, but I do anyways every time I get the chance to. Yeah, please. So after please after the Lions game, it was really bad, really really bad game. He was throwing interceptions like crazy. I don't know how they, I don't know how we pulled off the win. He always has like this, like room at this bar that everybody goes to after the games. So me and my friends went to the bar, not the same place that they like go to. We tried to order food and they're like, well, there's like no tables. You can sit back here until like the people come in. I'm like, okay. And that was his like back room. And they get a phone call and they go, we're canceling the reservation for the rest of the season. We're not coming back. I go, he's gone. He's not coming back to Cleveland after that one. That's what I knew. We had a, a similar story. We had a similar story like that last week with um with Lacey. She's because she's like people think that th- since she's the the GM's wife that she has some sort of like back channel to like you know player transactions and shit. Right. So she was like, I don't know anything. So she's like, Yeah, you know, I buy my kids the jerseys. So I, I, she went to the store and bought them Bernard Pollard jerseys. And she got home and Eric was like, What jersey is that? And she was like, Bernard. And he was like, Take it back. So she took it back, and and the guy was like, she, "He's getting cut, isn't he?" Oh. And he got cut the next day. <laughs> Man, that sucks. Yeah, we like these 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 behind the scenes stories where the tea leaves are 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 telling you something. Mm-hmm. So so Baker canceled his reservation and for the club, and then I said, "Yeah, he's gone." Yeah, well, Baker's never he, he's he's always pretty obvious about what he's going to do. He telegraphs right. everything, right? Oh yeah, including his passes. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially his passes. Yeah. Big emphasis on that. Yep. I can relate to you on your dedication to a moribund franchise, given 
I live about 40 minutes south of Sacramento, so yep. I, I am stuck in an abusive relationship with the Sacramento Kings. So, I mean, that that, that is what it is. At least they have cool uniforms. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the gray. I don't like the gray with it, though. I wish they'd, they'd go back to the old school, like, late 90s, early 2000s look with the black and then the purple outline. Because that, that was the shit that Chris Webber, Jason Williams, like, that you can find a Mitchell and Ness now. Th- th- those are the way. Yeah, that that is another aspect of my purple fandom. But yes, yeah. So go Kings. At least they beat the Warriors. Kings and talk the, on the on the Ravens podcast. Kings and electricity are are Jake's uh, specialty. So. <laughs> Got to be a Rockies fan. Yeah, I, ba- baseball. I'm a conscientious objector. I tried watching for a year. I was like, eh, it's not my thing. I respect it. If I were to root for anybody, it'd probably be the A's because they're the closest in proximity. And fuck the Giants. It's because. What yeah, about Gab's uh, Gab's stolen manager won the uh, manager yeah go Tito go Tito it's under under protest under protest Brandon Hyde Brandon Brandon Hyde should have won let's let's be real there he's terrible you guys would have won ninety games with somebody better than Brandon Hyde as your manager it's true it's true but uh, you know I want my I want my guys to win if you want a baseball team you should try the Guardians they've never not won their division they're young they're fun. That would be so guess, random. Sacramento, would, Sacramento to to Cleveland. Sacramento to Cleveland. I mean, I'm already kind of on that tip anyway. I mean, two of my teams are California based. One of them's the Kings, and the other is obviously the San Jose Sharks. But that's also depression. Massive, <laughs> massive, massive depression. I mean, they had their Jacob their run. nice too. So I mean, yeah. you know, listen, we're not going to be get, we're not going to be going down the road of doing hockey talk on this we'll podcast. All right, I will we'll I, I will end this meeting right now. Let's end it. Okay. Let's, what are we going to talk on. about? World Cup next? Come on, guys. <laughs> no, nah, this is America. This is America. Let's be honest. Exactly. But anywho, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We will be back to discuss what the hell happens on Sunday. No white pants, for the love of God. No white pants. In the meantime, I'm going to make a noise. Oh! See ya. Zone, zone 32. 32.